Hi there. Welcome to Create English on the Ripollet Radio, my monthly podcast here on the radio for learners of English, where we learn about tips that can help you to become a more fluent English speaker or speaker of English, rather.、Um, yeah, today we're going to discuss four things, and these are going to be. How to learn English in a fun way, even if you're doing business English. Then, how to、um, build fluency and what that means. Then we're going to look at a word, which is often used in conversational English, and it's very useful. You're going to discover that why. And then we're going to talk about fluency again, but from a different point of view. And that's it for today. So, four different things. Hope you enjoy the program. Let's begin. Can we learn business English in a fun way? So, just because it's business English, does it have to be very serious and, you know, kind of like boring? It doesn't have to be, right? I don't mean the language itself, I mean the way you're practicing. So, you know, business English is about you know, a lot of things, but there's one area which is the meeting language when you have to agree and disagree, express your opinion, you need to clarify what you have said, or you need to ask for clarification, etc. So, there's a range of functions in this meeting、uh, that have a certain language that has kind of become standard. So, this functional language may not be so interesting to learn when you have to memorize these expressions.、Um, so, here's, here's something that、uh, I have thought of.、Um, and I actually just wrote a short, simple chant、uh, on the guitar, you know, to practice well, the correct rhythm and the words, basically, the expressions. And, you know, expressions are like、um, the purpose of the meeting is to do this or to do that, or today we need to discuss the plan.、Uh, there's a lot we need to cover today. So these expressions are basically for the opening, when you are the chairperson who opens the meeting.、Um, so today, let's look at an example for these expressions and how they can be. Practiced with a little chant. Now, why? As I said, it's just, it doesn't have to be boring. And、uh, to fix these things in your memory,、uh, you, if you can get some emotion, that really helps because emotion is kind of like the glue you know, in learning. So、uh, that's one thing. The other thing is that they actually help you to practice these expressions with the right intonation and Rhythm.、Um, and remember, it's always recommended to learn complete phrases and expressions instead of you know, isolated words. Even if you find a new word, I recommend that you learn that new word using you know, ideas from the context where you found it. So I'm going to share the song or the chant here now. First, you're going to hear it with、uh, some you know, 
rhythm bass and then with a guitar. Now remember, this is only to practice, of course, uh, then you have to uh, convert the singing part into speaking later on. This is only to have fun memorizing the expressions. But once you use them, of course, you will need to use them in a spoken way, not singing in the meeting. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Usually. All right. So let's, um, yeah, let's just listen to this um, chant here, which is about expressions that you can use in a meeting when you open the meeting, when you are the chairperson of the meeting. The purpose of the meeting is to... Today we need to discuss the plan. There's a lot we need to cover today. Did everyone receive the email? Can we move on to the next issue? So let's get started. Well, let's get down to business. The first point is, the next point is, can we come back to this point later? Please feel free to interrupt to ask any questions. Right, so this is how you can practice uh, with this rhythm bass. And if you want to read these expressions, actually, you can uh, check them uh, on my blog page. So I'm just going to include them in the notes or I'm going to include the link to an article where you can find them. Either way, go to createenglish.com slash podcast. Create English like the name of this program with one E in the middle. And there you will find the notes uh, to this program. And from there, you will find the expressions as well. And now let's listen to the same thing with the guitar. The purpose of the meeting is to Today we need to discuss the plan There's a lot we need to cover today Did everyone receive the email? Can we move on to the next issue? So let's get started Well, let's get down to business the first point is, the next point is, can we come back to this point later? Please feel free to interrupt, to ask any questions. Oh yeah. Bottom line, if you want to learn, you can have fun and it, you know, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so uh, if you want to read these expressions, you can find them uh, from the link uh, that I'm going to include in the description of the program and if you're listening on a if you're not listening on the uh, radio's website then um, then uh, go to createenglish.com slash podcast and you will find the notes there so right um, well in the next couple of minutes I'd like to speak about uh, speaking fluency because this is what most people are interested in. Most people want to speak fluently. But what does that mean? So what is fluency? Um, usually we say that a person who understands and speaks a language easily and uses the language with correct grammar is a fluent speaker. So basically we um, don't need a lot of time or to spend too much time thinking about the right words finding or looking for the right grammar structures etc and it of course 
includes pronunciation and intonation as well. So if you are fluent, the listener feels quite comfortable listening to you because they, you know, they don't need to waste energy on trying to understand what you're saying because, you know, you can express yourself uh, in a clear and understandable way. Uh, how can you become a fluent speaker? Well, that's another issue. Um, now, people sometimes think or it seems they think that speaking fluency is kind of equal to fast speaking. And in reality, you don't need to speak fast in order to be a fluent speaker. Um, many native speakers speak at an average speed. They're not too fast when they speak, you know. But what happens is that they um, connect words, all right? So um, fluency is not so much about speed, but it's more about how connected you sound when you're speaking. And, of course, the more connected you speak, the faster you can become. So some people speak fast, but that's a result. Um, they can speak fast because they speak in a connected way. They link words um, the right way. The right way means which enables them to speak at a higher speed, which you don't have to do, as I said, because there are a lot of speakers who just speak at every speak. Actually, there are speakers who speak who speak slowly, you know, especially elderly people. You're listening to Create English on the Ripollet Radio, my monthly English program here with tips on how to become more fluent in English. This includes grammar, vocabulary, tips, pronunciation, of course. And if you're interested in finding out more and listen to other programs, previous programs, you can find them here on the page of the radio and you should find earlier episodes there as well, plus the notes to this and other programs. Right, so as I was saying, um, speakers have different speeds and elderly people usually speak slower. But still, they are fluent speakers. That is the reason I'm saying you don't have to speak fast in order to be a fluent speaker. Now, um, word linking is the key thing. You need to learn how to link words, how native speakers link words, what words are linked to what words. Uh, and, and there's usually a pattern, actually. So if you discover that, it's going to be really useful. Just uh, listen to a lot of, you know, speak speakers, um, conversations, videos, whatever, uh, where native speakers speak and try to observe how they do it. And then, of course, try to do it the same way. Um, but in any case, I recommend for the practicing part for you to slow down. And the reason is because your brain needs time to process the information well and basically coordinate the things that it needs to coordinate um, and if you give it a little break 
like more time is what I mean, then uh, it will do it easier and your learning will be more stable. It's just like when you're learning any movement or any kind of, uh, yeah, uh, what is this called? A movement uh, in uh, any sport, you know, tennis, for example. You need to um, get the right way of hitting the ball or an instrument, playing the piano. You need to place your hand the right way because if you do it too fast at the beginning, uh, you might learn it, you know, the in a way which is not the best ergonomically and it's not the best uh, um, uh, for later uh, uh, fluency in playing, basically. Because when you're a piano player, you're also a fluent player. It's just like speaking, you know. Um, so if you if you learn how to play in the most ergonomic and efficient way which saves you energy and has the biggest impact in terms of expression that's the way to go and it's similar in speaking so practice slowly it will give you more time to observe what you're doing right and what you're not doing the right way or what you should work on and this is going to give you uh, time to do it. And then you will pick up speed naturally. It just um, it will be a result of your proper practicing. And remember, connecting words is a fundamental thing. So observe that, how it's done in spoken English. Yeah, so this is, uh, I think, yeah, that's it about uh, fluency. I mean, fluency is a big thing, it's a big topic. But uh, this is what I wanted to say about it today. Moving on, let's do some vocabulary. And uh, this vocabulary, this piece of vocabulary, this word, is so frequent in English and especially for Spanish speakers uh, who have not had enough practice or enough experience, it can be a little bit uh, confusing. And they often confuse the meaning of this one. Um, and the word is actually, but that's not what I want to talk about today. I'm not going to remind you of the real meaning of actually by telling you what it means. I'd like you to remember the meaning of this word through its use. So, um, let's see. For example, when you're doing business, you're in a meeting that's kind of easy to handle. You're doing your stuff. You're talking about your topic. Wonderful. But then you have these empty moments when you have to go out and uh, speak to your visitor, your business partner in the coffee break. And you need to speak about nothing like the weather and sport and books and you know, I mean, when I say nothing, it means nothing related to business. That's what I mean, right? So, uh, still, these are important moments. And um, what speakers have learned to do, <laughs> and what happens in conversations is we use a lot of filler words. Um, and one filler word is actually. It's not always a filler word, 
but it does have that function at times. And the question is how comfortable you feel as a non-native speaker using filler words. Um, the more comfortable you are, or you become, um, the more natural sounding you will be. And, um, and actually is one word that can help. Um, let's see. A typical function of this word is to shape the tone of what you're saying. And I'm going to give you an example, of course. But actually is a coloring word. In one of its functions, not always, right? But when it's used as a filler word, it colors what you're saying. It makes it sound less direct less dramatic or less serious um okay so let's look at an example here's a mini conversation about a football match or some match did you see the match last night no actually i didn't did you yeah i did it was a great match so here's a mini situation and the question did you see the match last night is answered by uh, no actually I didn't did you and what happens here is if you just say no I didn't the whole thing will sound colder it's going to sound more direct it's going to sound less friendly let's listen to it did you see the match last night no i didn't it was a great match so the difference between no actually i didn't or no i didn't is small but it can make a big difference of course the intonation also plays a role in it so i can make the second one sound more friendly or friendlier like did you see the match last night no i didn't okay this still sounds like i'm interested versus no i didn't which sounds like you know i didn't and i don't care um but if you add the word actually it helps to color it uh towards sounding more um like a friendly reply so did you see the match last night no actually i didn't and then you can add the question did you yeah i did it was a great match so you're you know creating you're making a conversation not just answering a question that's it so that's it basically when you want to make sure that your answer or comment sounds friendly you can add actually to it to have that effect instantly um, of course depends on what you're saying but I'm talking about just uh, casual conversations um, though actually is not only used in casual conversations as I said but in this function it is often used um, for that purpose 
Now, um, yeah, so that, that was it. It was just a vocabulary tip. There are a lot of vocabulary tips that can help you, right? Um, this is one. And this mini conversation was taken from a longer conversation. If you're interested in, in learning that or reading it, then check the notes to the program because I'm going to link to the conversation as well. So, uh, there's one more topic I would like to talk about. At least one more topic today. And it's going to be... Uh, yes, it's related to fluency. that The thing we talked about earlier. But looking at a different aspect of fluency here. Um, a few minutes ago I spoke about fluency in terms of speed in terms of linking words but there's another very important element and that's thinking surprise surprise yes thinking is related to speaking fluently so you know speaking fluency is dependent on thinking fluency the more fluent your ideas are the more fluent your speech will be. Now, I'm talking about fluent ideas, not, uh, you know, um, disperse ideas. I'm not talking about flashes of ideas. I'm talking about some coherence and some linearity. Um, of course, for this, you need vocabulary, you need grammar. So it's not only thinking, it's not only ideas. Um, but... It is related and closely related. Now, the way I'm going to explain this to you today is again through a concrete example. And I'm going to use a word that the Spanish language just loves. And the word is aprovechar. So, this word in Spanish is used in so many different situations. Um, that it's impressive, you know? One word can mean so many different things, related but different shades of the same idea, like aprovechar la oportunidad, which means um, take advantage of the opportunity, okay? Aprovechar las sobras de la comida, which would mean use the leftovers, the food leftovers, Aprovechar la situación para mejorar. This would be like, um, maybe learn from the situation. So the English language would use different words to express the same thing, while Spanish uses one word, and it works. So, basically, as I said, it's about thinking. So this is really... What Spanish does here is to simplify the whole thing by using the same word. Still, the speaker knows that there are different situations. In English, in order to do this in a fluent way, you will need maybe a bit more focus on what you are saying and then say that. Like, look for the right word for that content. 
So in Spanish, you say, Aprovechar la oportunidad? In English, you need to understand what you're saying, which is very similar, actually, in this example, which would be um, to take advantage of the opportunity. Great. But when the Spanish language says, Aprovechar las sobras de la comida, it uses the same word, aprovechar. However, the meaning is different here. So if you want to do this in English in a fluent way, you need fluent thinking. You can't just stop and be frozen and not know how to translate this one word. So you want to go like, take advantage, take advantage. But how, you know, take advantage of the leftovers? Does that make sense? No, that's very rigid. You need more flexibility. You need more fluency in thinking in general. But here in this example, which I'm using to explain it to you, is what you have to do here is to understand what you're actually saying. Understand the situation. That is understanding what you want to say and use the right word for that. Aprovechar los recursos. You know, again, los recursos, what are these? Well, the resources. Now, take advantage? Not really. In English, it would be like, when you say aprovechar los recursos, it means to use them in a clever way, in an efficient way, in a way that you're not wasting anything or as little as possible. So all this is included there. You need to understand that and then find the right word for that, which is, I would say, the right expression would be maybe, um, you know, um, make use of the resources or make good use of the resources. Uh, aprovechar el buen tiempo. What, what is that? Uh, again, take advantage of the good weather. It, it, it sounds strange because you're not taking advantage of it. It means when you're saying aprovecha el buen tiempo, you're really saying go and enjoy the sunny day, ride your bicycle, whatever. But it's not take advantage. It's enjoy, enjoy the good weather or enjoy this lovely weather. In summary, thinking fluency means, at least in this, in this example, it means understanding what you're saying, the concrete meaning, and then looking for and finding the right expression for that particular example. So, uh, we've come to the end of the program, and as I said, if you want to read the notes, just check the notes in the description of the program or if you're listening on a different platform uh, then you can go to createenglish.com slash podcast create english like the name of the program with one e in the middle and you will find the notes there with links to the examples used in today's program great so this was create english on the ripollet radio today this is january 2024 
hope you've enjoyed the program. And uh, yeah, just happy learning. Enjoy learning English. And hope to talk to you next time. Bye now. <laughs>